Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your tribal hostess. I am your hostess with the mostest. <laughs> I am your movement motivator and your passion instigator, and I bring you fabulous people from all over the globe, and I love that. I love that. I love, I love getting to meet all these amazing people who are making big change in the world. And that can be on a small side and it can be on the ginormous side, but they're still making change and they're bringing goodness and they're bringing joy and they're bringing change and support and community. And, and that's what I do. And so as your tribal hostess, I love connecting all of you together. It's so good. It's so good. And today I have a woman from England via Texas. <laughs> only way to come, right? <laughs> and I want to hear about those Texas breakfast tacos, I'm telling you. Anyway, Mary is here with us today. Mary Baird Wilcock is here from, from the UK, from Nottingham. And uh, so we must be eight-ish hours time difference, I think. Yes, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and so it's nighttime for you and it's morning for me. And thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so excited. Uh, how are you? I am well. It's my pleasure to be here. I love talking to fellow podcasters, so it's great. Nice, nice, nice. And, and I love doing this. I really love this part. I love all parts of my job, but I really do love talking to people. And like you probably didn't know that out there in Heart and Hustle Land, um, because that's what I do. That's what I do. And so Mary has a, a team um, called the Simplifiers. That's right. And so we, um, we have a podcast, the Simplifiers podcast, where we Yay. take topics in business and in life and simplify them. Uh, we find a lot of our listeners are female business owners and solopreneurs around the world. Last count, 54 countries are tuning in right now. Bonkers. That's fantastic. Um, so how yeah, I'm all, I'm all how long about have you been doing the podcast. Yeah, we've been we launched it at the beginning of this year, so twenty eight. Oh, wow! Yes. So you've grown um, really fast. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I'm all about simplifying things because I feel like the world is noisy and busy, and I want to get off the busy train and get back to basics. So yeah. that's what I want to talk about today. I love it. I love it. And so, and so, how big is your company? You're CEO of this company, and you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, so I started the Simplifiers way, way, way back when in 2003 in Austin, Texas, <laughs> land of the sunshine and breakfast tacos. <sighs> I love Austin and music, music, music. Such a great city. And it's such a hard city to leave, if I'm honest. Um, and way, 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 way back when in 2003, I actually started the Simplifiers as an events management firm. Mm. So we produced large scale, non traditional events for all sorts of clients. We're talking corporate clients like Facebook and Google and Microsoft, and we've done TEDx events, all of that, to weddings of all shapes and sizes. So our clients, you know, especially on that non-traditional side, they were brides and grooms and uh, same-sex couples that wanted to get married in warehouses and caves and non-traditional places. So I got to work <laughs> with the most amazing people um, oh. over the years. And as any small business owner that's listening to this episode right now can agree, you know, as you have this business, it evolves over time. And um, there's an opportunity for my husband and I to relocate 
up sticks all the way over to the UK where his family is located okay. while our kids were still young and go, well, why not? Like, you know, once the kids become teenagers, then they're rooted in their social mm. networks with school. So we, we made the decision way back when, like, I think we made the decision officially in our head, like 2012 to make the move. And then we officially moved in June of 2014. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, to untangle your business, untangle your life from, you know, a very cushy place like Austin, uh, it's complicated, you know, far as this thing from simplifying, absolutely. Uh, but then we up and moved over to the UK and it was a great opportunity for me to pivot my company and sort of evolve to the next chapter. Mm. So what we do now is we don't produce events anymore, which is sometimes sad because I love that type of work, but sometimes you got to move to the next thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we do B2B business coaching for small business owners. I do public speaking and now the podcast. So that's where my zone of genius live now. Nice. I love it. I love it. And so how, from, from the event planning mm -hmm. to working with entrepreneurs, I mean, that's, that's pretty different in a way. Mm, right. Yeah. And, and helping, uh, I don't know if it's all women, uh, business owners mm -hmm. to simplify. And I mean, I, I know what that means because I have three companies and three websites and, you know, multiple this and multiple that. And sometimes it is freaking, you know, overwhelming with, with modern technology that just evolves every freaking day. Right. Mm. You know, it's mm -hmm. always changing. And so you've got to stay on top of all that. Yes. Well, I mean, the evolution of my own business, um, it actually makes a lot of sense because as a, an event planner, a, a really good event planner at the heart of it mm -hmm. is a project manager, somebody mm -hmm. who sees mm -hmm. each event as its own individual project and moves the teams along to make sure it comes to creation at the end, right? Um, so... I also believe that any great entrepreneur is a really good project manager there because there's always these new ideas and, and things that you want to launch and put out into the world. And it's good if you have ideas, but you got to execute them. So, and know which of the ideas are the best ones to execute and, and all that. So I think having 15 years under my belt of running a business, running it to multiple six figures, having a fancy office, having the team and having the giant hamster wheel, I'll be the first to admit it. I had built myself this golden giant <laughs> that was the golden goose and like, oh my God, isn't this what making it is all about? Oh, right. You know, and the reality is, is once you go through that process, you know, mm, do I really want that? No, no. I don't really want that. And, you know, now I'm able to coach other people to say, okay, well, I know, I understand where you're going through and let me help you get to from point A to point B. Nice. That's so good. That's so good. I need you in my life. <laughs> Will you marry me, please? <laughs> I'm already married, but I could certainly help. <laughs> me too. Me too. But you know. But it, that's the thing is that like you're not alone. Like there's so many business owners out there. And yes, I do primarily work with women, but you know, I work with, I'm, I'm not uh, judgmental or, or I work with anyone uh, who are small business owners. But what I find a lot of times is as entrepreneurs, we have 80 bazillion ideas and we don't really know where to focus. So we sort of spray and pray and put things out. And, <laughs> That's great. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like it's pray true. And, like, pray. Oh. and we, 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 in our social media efforts, we're like, oh, well, Write if I just, down. 
post one more thing on social media, then that will be the thing, right? And it never is. We spray and pray with our sales campaigns, our marketing campaigns, and we think, oh, well, look at us. We're so busy. That must mean that we are a worthwhile business. And I think that's all like up here. It's in our mind. You know, once I realized that my project manager background and my ability to, that I've learned over the years and cultivated, certainly mm -hmm. didn't know mm -hmm. this in year one of my business. I do now at year 15, like how to really laser focus in on what's the most important things to work on. So a lot of my clients come to me for advice and coaching on how to simplify your workflow, how to be more productive. Mm -hmm. And it's, it really is, spoiler alert, do less. Like that's, that's bottom line. It's not doing more. It's do right. less, right things, laser focus in, and you actually accomplish more by doing that. Mm -hmm. And, and so part of what I work with and teach a lot with my clients is to get to that place is a lot of self-care. Oh, it's huge. It is huge. It like so much so because I think what we... Well, can I just be honest here? Can I, oh, please. <laughs> what I think is really underneath this, I just asked this question in a private Facebook group and it's gone bananas when I asked the question last week. They're still commenting on this one question and said, you know, what's the hardest part of being an entrepreneur and being a parent? And mm -hmm. I hear from so many people, it's the guilt. It's the guilt. And even if you don't have kids, it's the guilt of like, oh, I should be doing this, but I'm, I'm instead being pulled to do this and I should be doing this. And then I'm being pulled over here to do this. There's a lot of, I think women harbor a lot of guilt that they're not doing enough. And, and where does that come from? <laughs> God, oh, it's no. our mind. I know, it's but our it's, mind. it's been programmed into us somehow, somewhere along the way that we are superheroes. Mm -hmm. And actually, yeah. I mean, I've always been Wonder Woman. I have always done it all, you know, and it's like, well, and then you burn out and then you die. So yeah. it's not and a good place to be, but it's not. And so that's what it is, is like once we realize that we have nothing to prove to mm. anybody else that we can actually build a business that suits our lifestyle. And, you know, I think people go, oh, well, yeah, that sounds nice, Mary, but how do you actually do it? you just do it, you know, like you say, you know, I know I'm simplifying it down, but that's really just it. You say, okay, what is a major pain point in the world and what skill or product or service can I do? And do I have in my natural skill set to solve that pain? Right. Exactly. Right. And then B, who do I really, really, really want to work with? I call it like the ultimate ideal client, that yes. one person that if you could replicate her over and over and over again, bring her in the door and become a magnet to her, yeah. then yeah. And there are billions of people out there. Yeah. I mean, and, and I call them the ideal customer avatar. Perfect. Yeah. The ICA, so that, right? That's it. And so, you know, I think it, it's getting clear on what is your skill? Who do you want to work with? What brings you joy and fulfillment in the work that you do? And mm. not try to do all the things, just right. do the right thing, you know? And well, then it's, it's, doing the thing, the it's doing the thing that you really have a passion for. Yes. I mean, I could do a lot of things, mm -hmm. but do I have a passion for them? No. Mm -hmm. And I'm, when the days get messy and, and, you know, your kid vomits and they have to stay home from school <laughs> and, and like all the things start to crumble around you in the times that you're really at your lowest and you're like, I just want to quit. 
like it's having the passion um, and resilience to say, no, I'm going to carry on. I'm going to do this thing because I, that's exactly what I was put yeah. on this earth to do in this chapter of my life. But, you know, and that just brings up a good point because it's when you do get to that point, when you do get to that, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you know, it's like, say, whoops. Mm -hmm. That was because I swore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean... I know I have sat down in the middle of my living room and just cried. And just went, oh my God. But to, um, to I be think we all have. Yeah. We all have been there. But to be resilient, but that's when the self care really kicks in. It's like, just stay, take a step back. Mm. You don't have to decide right this minute. Mm. You know, just drop it. What brings you joy? Go do something that brings you joy. Go take a bubble bath. Go take a walk in the woods. Just read, read something funny. I mean, just stop. But that's the thing, though, about yeah. fear is when you get into fear state and your, your brain goes into panic mode or let's say you're, you're having a bout of anxiety, sometimes your brain doesn't know how to stop the spiraling mm. thoughts of like, mm -hmm. this is all going to come crumbling down. And that's that point where you, you start to lose hope. hope. Loss of hope equals depression, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's when you're in those moments. Um, one of my mentors, uh, I love this so much. Her name is Carrie Conti. And she says, you know, in those moments of self-care, think about them as micro, small, medium, and large. Mm. A micro moment that helps snap you out of it could literally just be three deep breaths. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be the full bubble bath. It doesn't have to be the full pedicure that takes you two hours out of your schedule. It is three deep breaths mm -hmm. or staring up at the sky and remembering that you are rooted into the ground in Mother Earth. Like it's, mm. I think we overcomplicate what self-care is because we go, oh well, crap, that's another thing to add to my to-do list. And I got 80 billion things to do, Paulette, today. So you're telling me I got to do one more right. So it's, it's that moment of remembering the micro moments, slowing your heart rate down mm. by taking three deep breaths actually gets you out of your fear state, out of your panic mode and into like, oh, okay. The world is still exactly the same <laughs> as it was two minutes ago when I was panicking, right? The only thing that's different is me, is that mm -hmm. I've slowed my heart mm -hmm. rate down. I've slowed the spiraling thoughts in my brain. And now I'm a little bit clearer to go, okay. Today, just today, what are the five most important things that I need to accomplish in my business? Mm. And for me, that works because I got five fingers and it's really easy. I can count on there. If I try to do more than five, then I t tend to be super overwhelmed, you know? So what are the five most important things I need to do today in my business that's mm -hmm. going to push the needle forward mm -hmm. with whatever major goals we've got or, you know, projects or campaigns that we've got? And then the rest either gets delegated or dropped, you know, and that's, I mean, that's hard to, for some people who are like, well, I want to, I don't want to drop anything. I don't want to let people down, but you are only human. So what can <laughs> you let go Damn of, no. right? You like, can you let go of, um, or delegate off to somebody because girl, you need help. You yeah. need help. And we all need help. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I find with women today is that they're afraid to ask for help or they don't think they deserve help or they can't afford, they can't afford help. Or, I mean, that's a huge one. I hear that all the time. And yeah. it's like, really? So you're investing in yourself and in your growth and your profit and you can't afford to do that? Yeah. You know, you can't take the time 
for yourself whew, on so many levels. It's hard. And, you know, I see it from both sides of the coin. I mean, I am a card-carrying type A control freak. Let's just say it. I'm, I'm in the, the group. I've got the t-shirt, right? Um, but the truth is, is that if you continue to hustle and grind, mm-hmm. um, which I don't subscribe to, if you continue to hustle and grind and you continue to hold all the things in your business and be like, no one else can do this as good as me, um, and I couldn't possibly delegate this off to other people, it's not sustainable. Like that, Absolutely. I mean, I like say that in a kind and loving place. It's just, it's not sustainable. I, t- I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I can remember some of the first times years ago. I mean, I've been in, I've been an entrepreneur all my adult life and I can remember 25 years ago. It's like, I have got to teach her how to do this so I, I can move on. And it's like, but it's my baby. I have to do it all. It's like, no, mm-hmm. let her mm-hmm. blossom and grow. And that was my first revelation on how to actually teach and coach and, and, and grow as an entrepreneur, as a businesswoman and an inspirator and a supporter, you know, a community builder, a leader is like, you can do this too. It's Mm -hmm. not competition. It's like share the love and share the wealth and share the passion. Yeah. And, you know, I know some people, fear, handing things off. There's fears, there's underlying fears that like the little voices in their head right now that are going, what if I hand that to her and then she goes off and starts her own business and I've taught her all my intellectual property Mm -hmm. and secrets, right? That's one fear that people have. Two, what if she does a bad job? What if she really mucks it up in front of my, you know, high ticket client and we lose that client? There's all these little fears. The reality is this, no one can guarantee that either of those things won't happen. She may do, she may very well leave the, your, your, mm-hmm. you've paired all of your trade secrets. She may well leave and go start up a competition. She may, may will totally muck it up. Right. <laughs> but the reality is if you don't try, you will be stuck in this position right. of trying to do it all. And you are not meant to carry it all. Like, that's why it's so hard for solopreneurs, like who are me, myself, and I, like it's impossible because you have to do all the things. And at some point you have to find either virtual assistants, contractors, part-time staff, interns, somebody to help you do the thing. And that, that just brings up the whole idea of leadership is because when you do that and you really allow them to grow and blossom, I mean, no one can be you. No one is going to do it like you. No one is going to be you. But if you help your person, your VA or your assistant or whoever, to bring their unique qualities to the work too. They might actually do it better and it cheaper. Very well be. And faster. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but, the, that's the ego kick when you But that's, when you the, that's it, the growth but, of business, it is. you know? And that's the most beautiful part is building the tribe, building the community, and being the leader in the support. Uh, you know, I've seen so many women be so afraid of that competition. And it's like, you know what? The world is a huge place. Yeah. Right? Well, and the, the reality is, is, I mean, I've been running this business for 15 years now. We've had interns um, almost every semester of the company. So we've mm. had something crazy. Like, I think the last time we counted is 175 interns that we've mentored over the years. Let me tell you how many of those interns and past employees have gone off and started their own business. I can count maybe four. 
Wow. There you go. And the reason is why it was this. And in our internship programs, when we had those up and running, you know, we, we showed them everything from A to Z of how to run this business, every single intellectual property and document and all of that. Yes, we did have them all sign non-disclosure agreements and confidentiality yeah. agreements because they got to see inside client files as well with very sensitive information. But, you know, four or five maybe started their own business. And I to be honest, I am like a mother hen because Ooh, I'm like, oh, I know, oh, I know. I'm so happy to see you out yes. in the world doing yeah. your brilliant thing in your own way because there is enough business for all of us. Absolutely. I mean, like, repeat that. There is enough business totally. for all I know. of us. And I love and, that. And, and that's, that's so important. That's so important. And, and that's why all my people around the world call me Mama P. You know, yeah. because I have, I'm there, I help them grow. I help them blossom. Yes. I help them start their own businesses and replicate mine. And again, everybody is their own unique, yeah, beautiful soul. And there's, there's enough for all of us. Yeah. And, and if there was someone who was, I don't even know what the right word is, um, competitive or wicked or whatever. It's like, you know, I truly believe in karma. I believe in it's all going to come back around. If you're doing uh, something that you're 100%. not ready to do, you know, if you're trying to, to steal something, it's like, you know what? I'm not here to be the police. I don't want to go there. I don't even care. I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it. I'm doing my thing. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. what I spend my time on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So tell me this, Mary. So what, so we've talked about self-care and the three deep breaths, but what else do you do for yourself? What feeds you? What do you do? So, um, there's been a new thing in my life since about May of 2018. Um, Ooh, okay. So I, ba I, I went to a workshop down in London, uh, run by Elizabeth Gilbert. The <gasps> Love her. Uh, yes. Love yes. Yeah. 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 Magic. Um, it was an incredible uh, day of writing, and it was all about the Big Magic book. Um, love it, love it. While I was there, one of the prompts that we had to write was writing a letter to our enchantment, which means that sparkly, fizzy thing inside you that's your little voice of love that says, hey, mm. Mary, I love to do these things. Let's go do those things, right? And so that letter um, was written from Enchantment to me out of my hands, you know, writing down on a journal. And, and Enchantment said to me, hey, Mary, why don't we get outside more often? You know, because I live in the UK. I'm a Texas girl. I desperately need vitamin D. I need sunshine. And sunshine doesn't come very often here um, due to the climate. And so Enchantment said to me, I need to be out sun in the sunshine more often. And I said, wow, I didn't realize that this was such a thing inside my heart and soul that was screaming to me that said, we need to get outside more. Mm -hmm. So I made a commitment to myself. Um, and it's little, but it's so profound because it really ripples out for my entire week. Um, every Tuesday morning, I get off the train two stops early. And I go to the local Arboretum Park, which is really close to my office space, probably about a half a mile away or so. And I have a vitamin D date with myself every Tuesday morning. And what that looks like is I go to my very, my very favorite park bench in this beautiful park mm -hmm. and I sit and I am simply be. 
you know, and it's one hour. I've already dropped the kids off to school. I'm already headed towards the office. It doesn't really impact my day or my workflow. I don't have to change. I just get off the train two stops early and I sit down. And that sounds so silly and ridiculous, but it is powerful. So the first couple of weeks I sat there and I'm a go, 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 go kind of person. And I was like, okay, what do I need to do? I need to be doing the book right now. I need to be writing. I need to be Instagramming. I need to be journaling. I need to be reading. And I was like, no, actually, Mary, let's just, let's just be, let's just notice the ducks. Let's look at the the pigeons. Let's look up at the sky and all that. So long story short, I've been doing this every Tuesday uh, morning. And yes, I do put it on Instagram every now and again. But one beautiful thing that has happened because of the universe, and um, I just believe in, in these things 100%, is that there's this older gentleman, his name is Graham, probably say he's like in his early 70s, maybe. He walks his two dogs, Gizmo and Guinness, Guinness is blind, um, every single day. And he, he walks the same path on Tuesday mornings. I sit on my little park bench. First couple of times, I just smiled at him, said good morning. Uh, he smiled back and said good morning as well. We have developed such a deep friendship just mm. by changing my path, um, not rushing off to work to do the thing so much. Changing your path. Just mm. changing my path and, and stopping two stops early, sitting down on the park bench and, and noticing the people that are in your, your landscape that mm. you just never took notice before because you're so busy. So Graham is this amazing, magical person who has this amazing, magical story, life story of all the things that he's done throughout his life as well. And it's just beautiful. So every Tuesday morning, I get super excited. Uh, I sit on my park bench. I hope to see Graham, you know, and have a quick five minute catch up with him and, you know, hear all the things that he's doing in his life. And that's, that's it. That's the magic mm. and fills my soul. I get, get back to work an hour later and I'm, I'm like, my love tank is a hundred percent full and ready to do what I need to do. I so love that. Mm-hmm. I, I so love that. And just seeing something out of the ordinary, which really isn't out of the ordinary. It's really the ordinary, mm-hmm. but allowing yourself to see it and to be in it and to be so present And, you know, I've taken the word busy out of my vocabulary. I choose to be full. Yeah. Productive. Productive. But busy has just that connotation anymore. It's just like, it's not important. I'm not, I'm not super important because I'm busy. I choose to be full. I have a full schedule. I love it. But to be so present like that. And and I do that every day with my dog. I get to take Mm -hmm. her to the park every day and just... You know, right now it's fall and it's gorgeous. And just to be in that. So I totally get what you mean. And the vitamin D, I totally get that too. This is yeah. Portland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, and it doesn't cost anything. That, but, and that's the thing. And it, and it feeds you. It feeds your, your, when you get to that quiet place, it's, it's like a moving meditation or a sitting meditation. Yeah. Right. To, to get to that space, to be so present and to be quiet or partially quiet, whatever, until you're talking with Bram, but, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, to, to get the inspiration, to get the downloads or to get the clarity or to get the clearing out, which is part of your, your gig is the simplification, right? Yeah. That's giving your, yourself, permission to be, giving yourself space to breathe. Because Um, life is for living and it's for now. 
That's it. And people forget that, you know, it's always the end goal, the end product, or I've got to get there. Or when I get there, or when I do this, I'll get to do that. And it's like, about now. It's true. And I will be the first to admit, I have goldfish brain, which means at seven <laughs> minutes from now, I'll forget something. And I have to be reminded over and over and over again, because my tendency <laughs> is that I will just simply go back to being busy. I mean, mm, literally, if I don't mm. continually nourish myself and be really intentional about how I nourish myself. And I will just simply overschedule myself. Mm. I will cram things into my schedule because I, I fall into the trap like most of us that think, well, more is more, more is mm. better, more, 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 more. But it's not, it's not. And we just need to be reminded and that's okay. And it's totally okay. Mm. And, and I think that's part of just being that creative spirit. You know, it's just like, cause there's just so many beautiful things to experience. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's being able to put a handle on it so that you can actually make some of those things, the most important things, the ones that speak truly to your heart to make them happen, to manifest them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to manifest them all. But I love that when you, when you spoke about big magic. I've talked about this several times, but I love that idea that she talks about when she had the idea for that book Mm -hmm. and she sat on it for a couple of years and then someone else wrote the book Mm -hmm. because that idea, that idea (laughs) moved to someone else. Yes. And you know, I mean, that was just like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause that kind of happened to me and, Uh and, and that's okay. You know, but, but I do love that idea. It's like, well, if it speaks to you, do it. If it doesn't speak to you, let it move on. Anyway, I just thought that was so cool. How great that you got to do that with her. And I love the letter. I love the idea of the letter, the enchantress. Yeah. The enchantment. Yeah. The your enchantment. inner enchantment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful work. Yeah. Soul, soul, soul work there. We did. Um, so I study with Tony Robbins. I'm certified mm-hmm. as a coach through Tony Robbins, who I just, the guy is freaking God. But, um, uh, at one of his seminars, we actually wrote a letter to ourselves mm. and they mailed it to us six months later. Later, mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Your intuition is much more powerful and confident and loving than you can ever imagine mm. if you let her speak. Um, but also in that workshop, we also had a, the very first letter that we wrote to ourselves was our fear to ourselves. Mm. Hey, this is fear. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. And boy, howdy, can I tell you, Paulette, like literally <laughs> six minutes into a seven hour workshop, I was bawling oh. my eyes out like, because <laughs> of this process. So on the same token that your positive, sparkly enchantment voice that's inside you, which is your intuition, there is also that very heavy voice that's your fear that's holding you back, that's keeping you playing small, that's saying, oh, that's scary. Don't do that. Don't do that, Mary. Ooh. Do you remember the last time you did that? You really mucked it up then. Like, You have to learn how to discern those two voices that are inside you um, to say to fear, like, yeah, I hear you. Thanks for that. You can sit down now and you know, speak up to the other voice instead. Right. And I think the biggest part of that is listening to it, hearing it and, and acknowledging it. Yes. But not staying in it. That's it. You are not your thoughts. You have to, you you have the choice. You have the choice to move on. You have the choice to let it go and change your story. That's right. Of course, that's my big thing is change your words, change your story, change your life. 
Yeah. It's your choice. Yeah. 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 Totally. So great. Oh my God. What a great conversation. So, um, if you had any final words to share with our beautiful people out there in heart and hustle land, what would you tell them? I would say there is power in your phone. And this is going to sound ridiculous. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> but there is power in your phone in that there is a timer function on your phone. And I am a big believer mm. in the seven-minute timer. So you pull your phone out, you close out all the tabs on your computer, and you promise that you're going to take this next seven minutes to close all the tabs in your brain. Because sometimes we get so overwhelmed and we've got 80 (laughs) million tabs open, right? And we're trying to remember all the things. And I don't know about you, but as I get older and older, I start to forget things and things just sort of slip right on out of my ear. So a seven minute timer is literally my secret weapon to life. And it's on my phone and I press, I, I press go and I write out all the things that either I'm worried about or tasks that I need to accomplish, like what I need to do, you know, and then brain dump it onto paper. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what I appreciate when I do that is sometimes, especially when you're having those overwhelmed, spiraling thoughts of like, oh my God, how am I going to do all the 80 billion things that I need <laughs> yesterday? Yeah. You know, yeah. And you start to get that panic mode. Doing the seven minute exercise, there's so much power in that because once mm. you put it on paper, First off, most people at around five minutes, they forget, they don't know what to write next because you have to keep pen to paper, don't edit, just brain dump it all out. And then you go, oh, oh, it's not that much stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. You know, you think that it's like, oh my God, it's a ton of stuff, but sometimes it's not a lot of stuff. Sometimes it is, but some, most times it isn't. And then the next part you do is you simply put a Y for you know, yours to carry as in no one else can take this on besides me. Like I am the only person that can do it. Spoiler alert. That's not very often. There's, <laughs> I'd say 90% of the time there is somebody in the world that can do it better than you or faster or cheaper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you put an, an N next to everything else, which is not mine to carry. And you know, that helps you really get clarity on when you're feeling overwhelmed and what really is the most important things that I need to laser focus in on and do today, this week, this month. Um, so that's it. The power of the seven minute timer is really as simple as that. Love it. All right. People out there in heart and hustle and you got that mm-hmm. <laughs> seven that's minute it. timer. Ooh, that's good. Yes. That's so good. Well, yes. Mary, thank you. I don't know why seven minutes is such a magic number, but it, I think what it is, um, what I've learned over the years is that seven minutes is long enough for you to really mm-hmm. brain dump, but mm-hmm. short enough so that your mind doesn't wander off. So mm-hmm. it's- Got like, it. Totally time. makes sense. Totally makes sense. And that's, that's when I, when I teach gratitude journaling, it's the same thing. You've got to get past the, the obvious, mm-hmm. get past the obvious, and then to get into the good stuff- Yes. You know, and then you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels so much better when you get it out. Yeah. So good. I love it. I love it. Whew. All right. I got some good, I, got, I took notes. <laughs> I got some good stuff there going on, girl. Um, thank you, Mary, for joining us today. 
My pleasure. And yeah, if you're looking for another podcast to listen to, check out the Simplifiers podcast. You can Absolutely. find it anywhere. Yeah. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. Just search for the Simplifiers. You'll find us. Nice. And I'll put all the links below too, or wherever, right. wherever they go <laughs> yeah. in the thing. And so, um, well, blessings to you. And thank you for doing the beautiful work that you're doing in the world. Thank you thank for bringing you so the much. change that you're bringing to the world. And thank you people out in Heart and Hustle, visionary healers, movers, and shakers. You out there being with us on these beautiful episodes. Um, Thank you for supporting us and getting the inspiration and being inspired. And so always, you know, let me know what you think. If you have any questions, of course, you'll have Mary's contact. You can get a hold of her or me. And um, until next time. Peace, love, and seven minutes.